What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Making these hits. Hey, making these flips. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Hey, doing pretty good, man. Be doing better once I find out uh, what, what these picks going at. <laughs> uh, it seems like we finally got some uh, active week out of the Saints that we've been right. trying to pull out of them since uh, the offseason started. Um, so this episode is basically going to be all about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so before we dive into that, the only thing I can think of that was NFL-wide uh, that we didn't get to what well, happened between last week and this week, I think, is Bobby Wagner signing with the Rams. I think that's the only move, uh, big move, that really changed things uh, on the, in the landscape of the NFL. And uh, I just wanted to say, man, the Rams continue to do a good job at <laughs> refilling uh, the, the voids that they create. Um, what they lost Odell so far, he still hasn't signed, so you don't know he could end up back there. Absolutely. But you lose Robert Woods, you bring back Allen. I mean, you bring in Allen Robinson to replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose uh, Von Miller. Um, you, they haven't really been able to replace him, but you bring in one of the best middle linebackers in the game, and Bobby Wagner. Right. Um, so they, I mean, you got Aaron Donald down there on the line. You got Bobby Wagner, a uh, man in the middle of your field, and then you got Jalen Ramsey as your lockdown corner. So they, mm-hmm. they definitely. Uh, are still uh, in line to look like the favorites going into next season. I agree with that 100%. And, I mean, even before the addition of Von Miller, the uh, Rams still got pressure just because of 99. You know, uh, people forget about Floyd. He's a guy that'd be very close to the double digits in sacks and, you know, get some hurries on the year or whatnot, too. So they got two pretty good pass – well, one pretty good pass rusher and one – Probably is the best in the NFL <laughs> at his position. Uh, yeah. Like you said, you back that with uh, Jalen Ramsey and now um, Bobby, uh, Wagner. Bobby Wagner. I mean, that that's crazy. Exactly. Like yeah. Um, so, once again, like I said, I, I want to say that's the only big move. It's the only one that I can think of that's happened between <laughs> our last show and now. Um, everything else has really been Saints related. It's been yeah. some big things. It's been some little things, but it's all about the Saints. So uh, I'll let you choose where you want to start because I got all kind of stuff written down. I got players that we've signed. I got the trade that we made. I got uh, the player who visited for us today. I got uh, who I feel should be our draft targets in the first round. So where do you want to start? I'll start small, right? And it was something that I kind of mentioned to you and I wanted to get your take on. So the Saints have brought back almost every unrestricted free agent that meant something to us last season. Uh, Is there anybody else out there that you would like to add before the season starts? I'm sorry, I missed it. What'd you say? So the Saints have brought back every unrestricted free agent that pretty much meant something to us at this, this point. Uh, Except for uh, Quan. Well, he was the, the obvious yeah. choice that was going to have other teams looking at him. Uh, so, I think he's still back because he still hasn't signed elsewhere. So, yeah, 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 not not yet. Not yeah. So besides Quan Alexander, is there any other unrestricted free agents that's out there that played for us last year that you want return? No, 
Absolutely not. Like I could have did, I could have did with a handful of these guys that they did brought back, not coming back. So, <laughs> um, once again, the the big fish we lost both of them, which was Marcus Williams and Teron Armstead. Um, the most important one after that was PJ Williams to Absolutely. me, which we finally got that deal done. So, um, yeah, those were the three that you know I felt should have been top priority when it came to. Keeping uh keeping our players in house. Uh, the fourth would have been Deontay Hardy, who we were also uh, able to keep as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, every everybody that we've kept, uh, we were able, like I said, we were able to keep everybody but the biggest two. So um, there's really nobody else who I feel really makes a difference that we need to to you know bring back. I got you. Some of the names out there, I'll just throw them to you. We brought back Bradley, Bradley Roby, uh, which I really appreciated that. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Trevor Simeon. He moved on, got signed with the Bears. Ty Montgomery went with the Patriots. Kenny Stills is still out there. Uh, it would, To me, it would be worth if we can't get anything else at receiver. Um, I'm sure we're going to draft one, but Kenny Stills yeah. is still out there. And Ken Crawley, who was playing good in uh, preseason and – um, what preseason? Did he get a couple games in last year before the injury, or was he hurt in preseason? I don't think he did. Yeah, I think he got hurt in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, he's looking pretty good. He was projected to start uh, on the outside over Debo, and yeah. uh, went yeah. down. And I noticed that they haven't brought him back. So I'm wondering if that knee is bothering him more than uh, more than what they made it seem out to be initially. And of course, we brought back James Winston, our starting quarterback. So, like you said, I'm cool with. Um, if we don't bring back any anybody else at this point, I'm cool with that. And like I said, and there's some other guys, uh, Deontay Hardy, who was what the NFL regards as basically a restricted free agent. Uh, him and Shot Tuttle, both of those guys got mm-hmm. brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like that that that's about it. That 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 makes sense. I know um, one of the uh, what's the what's the running back? Um, Dwayne Washington. He, Dwayne Washington. Him. Yeah, he's still out there, ain't he? I didn't think we brought no, him I back. Think, I thought. I thought we did. I yeah, may I be wrong. Think, I don't think we brought him Not back. Um, okay. Yeah. So, like I said, the, the people who mattered the most uh, that we were, you know, where we were able to afford to to keep, uh, I, I'm satisfied with what they've done with that. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, now the small talk out the way, man. <laughs> fish, what you got? Um, oh, and you didn't mention Blake Bortles either, but that was somebody who was on our roster technically last year who we re-signed uh, at the beginning of this offseason and then released today. He asked for his release uh, after we signed Andy Dalton. He well, uh, like he can be a number two uh, somewhere, uh, and I think he can as well. So I yeah. wouldn't – yeah, that's – Whatever. I, like when I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, I understand that. That's cool. We're not." I would have been like, "I would have been like, when did we sign Blake Bortles? I don't even remember. <laughs> even though yeah, when you mentioned it, I still don't remember us signing. Yeah, Blake. we signed him up during the co- once the COVID stuff started happening. He was basically on our practice squad for the for the majority of the second half of the year. I want to say. Um. Oh, Forrest Lamp is somebody we brought back as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you threw that name out there, but yeah, no. Forrest Lamp. We talked um, off, offline about that. Yeah, so this past week, our signings have been, we re-signed Forrest Lamp, we re-signed P.J. Williams, um, and then we brought in Jaleel Johnson, the D-tackle mm-hmm. from Houston, mm-hmm. uh, Taco Charlton, which I can't, I don't know exactly where he last played. I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, okay. Um, Justin Evans, mm-hmm. who 
last scene was a pretty really good safety player yeah. with Tampa Bay. Yeah, pretty um, good. But he hasn't played in about two seasons for, you know, different injury reasons. And today we signed uh, tight end J.P. Holtz, who um, I, I can't even call him a second string. I want to say he's been a third string tight end in Chicago for, for some years now. Okay. Um, so that's just somebody they obviously taking a flyer on. Um, so out of those signings, once again, the Taco Charlton and Jaleel Johnson are the oh, – P.J. Williams is the biggest to me. I yeah. know me and you talk about this all the time mm-hmm. off air, um, how – the fact that he can – he's so versatile. And, man, if we need him to play some safety, he can play safety. If we want him on the outside, he can play outside. If we want him in a nickel, he can play nickel. He's yeah. done it all. He knows the system. Um, and, honestly, at this point, when you're looking at, well, we lost Marcus Williams, we lost Malcolm Jenkins now, um, you can – he helps to be able to ease it if we don't end up with another, say, a Tyron Matthew. Um mm-hmm. If we don't end up with a Tyron Matthew going into next season, well, if you want, you can take P.J. Williams and play him in one of those safety positions and then mm-hmm. use Marcus May. Um, like I say, I really – I wouldn't – I don't think they want to do this and I wouldn't want them to do this, which is moving C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, mm-hmm. out of, you know, the position that he's been playing. I would hate that. So uh, I'd prefer – I'd rather see P.J. Williams starting for us for safety um, than anything else, even though I don't think that's the case. I think there's real hype in them getting Ty- and Tyron Matthew ending up in New Orleans or uh, them drafting the safety that they're real comfortable with starting right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, P.J. Williams definitely, I think we agree on that. That's the biggest signing that, you know, has occurred uh, recently. Um, but outside of that, the Jaleel Johnson and the Taco Charlton uh, signings are huge for me just because of, you know, how our defensive line rotation is. Um, And these are two players who are veterans and who have produced – they've been solid uh, over their years. Um, Jaleel Johnson, of course, a lot of people might not really know him because he was hitting in Houston. But everybody knows Taco Charlton because he had some huge years uh, Mm -hmm. early on, and he's kind of cooled down from that um, lately. But he's still been serviceable, uh, especially for – uh, I don't recall seeing a number for him, but I'm quite sure it's not anything, you know, outrageous. Oh, was, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that uh, both of those deals are going to end up being great value deals for us. The yeah. Jeff and everything is, once again, that's something that they're, it's another flyer, basically. We haven't seen you in two years, but the last time we saw you, man, you were real solid. <laughs> so if you're still that, then this is a great signing. If not, no harm, no foul, basically. Right. Um, mm-hmm. which, which is why it makes sense to where they signed him and they're still looking at Tyron Matthew and they're still looking at these other safeties. And you, you spoke about uh, Taco not breaking the bank. I mean, they were able to do P.J. Williams another solid for another one-year deal. I believe this is his third one-year deal with us. Yeah, I think so, third. yeah. And, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, was it 2.3 they got him for or something like that? Something uh, Yeah, crazy? it, it, it yeah, it was it was low. It was yes, low. I, I wasn't expecting that. I, I I mean, obviously, I thought his market would be bigger, but hey, he can one year deal this thing out until it don't work out for us. <laughs> yeah, PJ's been very solid and very serviceable for us at corner and uh, safety. So, yeah, happy, real happy we brought him back. One hundred percent. Um, so let's uh, and like I mentioned already, Tyron Matthew actually was in the building today. In the building. Uh, they say it was more of a just a casual visit. Um, mm-hmm. The doors open on both sides, so 
Maybe they work to get something done, maybe not. Um, but that was his first official visit of free agency. So we'll see if he uh, where he visits next, if anywhere, if we end up getting a deal done. Um, so let's talk about this trade. Before we move to the trade. Oh, go ahead. What you if got? If we don't get Honey Badger, what other team you think need him? Dallas. Dallas is a team uh, that needs him, and I saw have interest in him. Um, Pittsburgh wouldn't shock me if they had interest in him. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of teams that can use a safety like him. Uh, those are the two that came to my mind as, as soon as you asked of those two teams, but I want to say half of the league could probably use use Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I love to see him in Dallas. Um, yeah, they need a leader, and I've been saying that forever about Dallas. Like they just need a true leader, somebody yeah. who really cares about winning games. Yeah. And uh, I think he would be great not on the field, but also off the field, great in the locker room, all that good stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping they don't get him because. <laughs> yeah, the hope is that he's in New Orleans. That's the hope. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about this trade that we made uh yesterday, which kind of caught me off guard. And at, at first look, I was kind of blown away mm-hmm. uh by what it was we actually gave up. But as I kept looking at it, I was like, okay, this is this isn't as bad as people making it seem. Like I, I'm I'm good with this. So we traded away number 18. Uh we traded away number 101, which is our third rounder. Number 237, which is our seventh rounder, a first rounder for next year, and a second rounder for 2024. Uh, we get back in return number 16 and number 19 for this year, yep. and number 194, which is a sixth rounder for this year as well. Yep. So to me, I look at it as okay, we gave up two first, a second, and a third for two firsts, basically. Yep. Um, I love that it was the second first ended up being for next year, and then the second that was involved just for the year after, instead of us losing uh, our twenty twenty three first and second round. So that that was the first thing I saw that I was like, okay, now I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of it is, well, the part for the Eagles that I do like too. I know that they were interested in this deal because they didn't want to guarantee. Uh, they didn't want to have four first-year guaranteed contracts because of, well, three, because of three first-rounders this year. So it was a money play for them, um, for one. So I did like that, and I like that they still were able to make sure that they were ahead of the Saints in each pick. So I want to say they got picked 15 and 18, and we come behind them at 16, and we come behind them again at 19. Yeah. So I also, I also saw that, and it was like, yeah, that's something they made sure that they, <laughs> they were able to stay ahead of us. Um, but what did you think of the deal overall? I mean, it wasn't bad. Anytime you, uh, move, you move up in the first round, you're going to give up something, right? I don't care what it is. And in this, in this case, when it moved up two slots, and it cost us a, a second-round pick. I'm absolutely fine with it. They've been killing in the draft um, these late couple years. I know Sean Payton is no longer with us. Sure, he had a big hand in that pot of drafting, but uh, obviously they see something that they like and they want to make sure that they can get it. And if that costs you a second-round pick, then it just costs you a second-round pick. And like you said, it's not back-to-back in the same draft. You know, we got one hit next year, one year the following. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, so 
what do you and, and I saw this as a pretty aggressive move, especially for New Orleans. Uh, we're a team that usually goes into the draft every year looking to move back, not move right. up. And mm-hmm. and if we do move up, it's usually into the second or third round to see a guy that is still there that we didn't expect to be there. Right. Um. So how do what do you feel this signifies for the New Orleans Saints? Oh, uh, picking fun. up. You know, picking up this extra first round pick for this year. Uh, I think the obvious what probably all Saints fans are, are thinking. I know a lot of folks want a quarterback. I'm just not sure if a quarterback would be there. I'm thinking more get the best receiver at that at that spot right there, uh, and the best offensive lineman. Hopefully, the uh, the lineman comes first, and then you follow up with a receiver. And that, that's exactly how I looked at it, too. I looked at it as, man, the Saints feel like they got two big holes to fill, wide receiver and offensive tackle, um, and they don't want to have to choose between the right. two in the first yeah. round. Yeah. Um, because the old, tackle, uh, the old tackles, I want to say it's only three or four of them who people consider ready to start right away. Mm-hmm. And by moving up into, you know, 16, even just those couple of spots, I think that kind of guarantees us a chance to get yep, one. To get both, yep. And then we have five or six receivers who going to start day one mm-hmm. um, to where one of them should fall to us at, at 19. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I definitely love that. I definitely love uh, – once again, I – I like how they was like, look, man, we got two big holes. We can't choose. <laughs> if we get an old tackle and then don't get a receiver, you know, we screwed. If we get a receiver, don't get an old tackle, we screwed. So I love them being aggressive when when it makes sense. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those uh one of those uh times. Um, like you say, quarterback is something that keeps getting thrown around. Yeah. I don't I don't believe that that's the case. I don't think we're going to try to – I'm not going to say we won't select one because I do believe that a Kenny Pickett could probably still be sitting there uh, around 16. Um, I just – I don't think – I don't think that's where we're going. I think, once again, because of what this draft class is, which is Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and then everybody else, and mm-hmm. even Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett ain't being yeah, talked I mean, about as being no franchise yeah. changers. Um, I don't think you roll the dice on either one of those uh, this year. I think you you roll with Jameis uh, for this year. You have him comfortable in being the starter, at least for this year. And then you see what happens after that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely believe I'm, – I'm right there with you. I definitely believe that it's going to be O-line wide receiver with those two picks, those first two picks. And I'll tell you um... – the tackle that filled in for Armstead as he missed uh, the majority of last season, mm-hmm. rushing back for the playoffs. Uh, what's his name? Throckmorton or Throckmorton? Yeah. yeah. So I was—I kind of, don't want to say like blown away, but to me, he didn't leave any super flaws on the field. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they slid protection more his way or did anything different than what they would normally do with Armstead, but it worked. Whatever the hell it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it made me feel like we wasn't forced to take a tackle in the first round this year. I didn't think we had to, but yeah, if these guys are that ready, they spoke very highly of a Ram check and I didn't know nothing about Ram. Yeah. <laughs> and that panned out to be a hit. Yeah. So if they're saying that, Hey, these guys got the same potential by all means, take one. And I absolutely. And um, we talked about this off air too. I, I really think that they're comfortable with their depth on the O line. Uh, when you look at Forrest Lamp and Throckmorton and Hurst, 
uh, and those guys who are versatile can play different positions across that offensive line. Uh, I think they're I think they're real set on that. So I think that if they're getting our offensive lineman here in this first round, it's one that they definitely can feel we could plug you right in at left tackle or move Ram check to left tackle and put you in at right tackle and start you at day one. Because mm-hmm. uh, like you say, Throckmorton, he definitely fared well last year in his mm-hmm. opportunities. James Hurst did too. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, I honestly wouldn't be upset if it, if we ended up sitting there at 16 and 19, taking two of the best wide receivers in this draft yeah. and then coming back later and, and filling, you know, another depth player on that offensive line. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at that either. So if one of the quarterbacks, one of the top three quarterbacks is still there, would would you want to roll a dice on one of those quarterbacks? Or so, do you still go to more conservative O-line receiver? Um, so, like I said, it's only two. Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. If Malik Willis end up falling that far, then I say take him. Uh, I don't understand why he would fall that far. I don't believe. If anybody's going to be there, it's Kenny Pickett. And with Kenny Pickett, if the... If the Saints telling me that he's good enough to draft, uh, then go, go for it. But I expect Kenny Pickett to be starting in two years, at least, you know. Um, so I I prefer them to go wide receiver, go offensive tackle. Um, because once again, man, we're talking about Jameis Winston, who's what, 29 now, maybe? Yeah, about that, 29. Yeah, or he will be 29 going into the season, yeah. We talking about Jameis Winston, who man, who who did what we asked him to do last year and looked good doing it. He he had uh, cut off, cut down on the turnovers. Uh, he had made some bad decisions early on, but but they were far uh, few in between to what they had been in years past. And if he can look like he was looking last year before he got hurt, that's somebody I feel we can ride with for the next five years. Okay. So yeah, so if. If we're looking at that, man, I'm saying build build around Jameis at this point. I got you. Matt Carell is the guy who I was thinking about. Yeah, Matt Carell, Sam Howell, those guys are you you rolling the dice on them. And of course, somebody gonna do it because it's a quarterback lead. So I, I just don't think that either one of those guys are assured he can start and lead our franchise in two years. Gotcha. Yeah, so I definitely want to go, you know, with one of these other guys. Especially the way these veteran quarterbacks have been moving lately. Get a yeah. good old line and get some pieces around them. Uh, you're going to have some of those veteran quarterbacks that's been at these uh, franchises forever looking to move in part ways. And uh, so I wrote down uh, some draft targets for the first round. So I went ahead and did wide receivers because, like I said, they got one, two, three, four, five. In my opinion, they got six wide receivers that if you get one of them, you could plug them and start them day one. Um, you got Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave out of Ohio State. You got Jamison Williams out of Bama, who coming off an of ACL tear, but looked amazing before that. Uh, George Pickens out of Georgia. Drake London out of USC, who by many is considered the best wide receiver in this draft, but he also tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Traylon Burks, who has emerged lately. Um, but he's six three, six four, running a four, you know, running a four four, um, and has great hands out of Arkansas. 
I feel like if you get one of those guys, uh, I get any of those guys. I feel like you starting them day one, and they gonna produce for you. Yeah, from everything that I've been looking at, I want to say they got four going um, in the first round, but more than likely that's gonna turn into five. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can see five five receivers going in the first round. Yeah, I definitely think it's six. I think I think the top ten. Um, man, I wish I was looking. Uh, had the order in front of me. Um, but I think the top ten, there may they may be just one wide receiver that goes in the top ten of this year's draft. Mm-hmm. But 11, 11 through you know the rest of the way, thirty two. I feel like there's definitely going to be some reaching uh, going for these wide receivers. And once again, it beyond like they get they got players outside of this six that you could probably plug and start day one. This is a real deep wide receiver draft. Um, but if, if if we end up uh with either one any any of these guys right here, I feel like we found our number two for sure going into next season. Uh I wrote down I only have two tackles that I wrote down. Um, like I say, there's four I wanna say that's looking like everybody is saying these four are gonna be able to start for you day one. Uh one of them is Evan Neal who might be number one. He might go to Jacksonville first overall. Um, the other one is man, I can't even think of his name. But those, the, there's two of them who I think are going to be long gone before we pick at 16. These other two may be gone before we pick at 16. But if two of, but if either one of them are there, I definitely think uh, they're worth uh, taking at that spot too. Because I feel like you could plug them in and play them day one. Uh, the first one is Akeem uh, Ikwanu out of NC State. And the other one is Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. I think if you're able to get either one of those guys right there. And once again, man, this is such an interesting uh, position that the Warriors have put themselves in. Because I had before we made this trade, I was doing uh, my draft simulators and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And I'm seeing tackles. There's a couple tackles I feel like. In the right situation, come day two, we'd be able to grab and and start. Um, I think one dude, I can't think of his name right now. He's out of Penn State, though. Um, and I can't think of the name of the, of the other guy. But tackles. so, yeah, tackles. Um, so that's still part of me that's saying, man, we can, we can bypass tackles even, you know, in this first round and still get somebody who could potentially plug in for us um, come, you know, the regular season. But then again, like we just talked about, uh, w- there's some comfortability um, within what we already have. Right. And, you know, to where maybe if it does take one of these guys some time, we can, you know, not rush them and bring them along. Um, yeah, the please. other two. Plenty tackles. They got at least five yeah. tackles that's in that boat. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the other three guys I wrote down, we got two defensive and, and the quarterback. The quarterback is Kenny Pickett. Like I say, if Kenny Pickett is sitting there and the Warriors feels that comfortable, then in two years he could be their starting quarterback, I'm fine with them taking him, you know. Um, <clears throat> and the two defeat, defensive linemen are both out of Georgia. You got the D-tackle Jordan Davis, and then you got the D-end Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, explosive, Feels yeah, look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then just, Trayvon, just, just oh, go ahead, just backtrack a little bit. 
like you keep saying picket name and mm -hmm. you you are the college expert here but they have a lot of folks that feel like his talent is not too far from from uh Grails and all the rest of the other QBs that sit that third to I would say fifth ranking for his uh yeah. process for his quarterback so what makes you feel like he's worth it but the other guys aren't worth the risk I think talent-wise, they're probably every last one of them are probably in the same boat, except for Malik Willis. I think talent-wise, Malik Willis is probably just clear the best. Um, Kenny Pickett, like I say, like you say, he's not far from the other ones when it comes to talent. But what he's been able to do over his college career, he just seems like the most the the most NFL ready, especially nowadays when you have these offensive who are running more run and shoot, or you know they're getting away from these professional. Uh, pro offenses that you see more of in the NFL, he's more experienced in that in that aspect than these other quarterbacks is. So it's probably more uh more about it being an easier transition from what he was doing in Pittsburgh to what he's going to be asked to do with an NFL playbook. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, and then. The two defensive linemen, Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker. Um, Georgia's defense, man, we looked at them all season long at college football and said, man, all of them can go first round. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jordan Davis went out there and ran, what, a 4-5 as a defensive tackle uh, at the combine. Ridiculous. Yeah, so <laughs> – and defensive, defensive end, if somebody wants to tell me, look, man, we got Peyton Turner, we got um, – what's our guy name? Uh – Jesus. What's the other D tackle? I mean, DN we got. That started for last year. Davenport. We got Davenport who's seeming to come along. He had a he had a pretty good season last year. Um, if you're telling me, look, we got these two guys, we reached for Peyton Turner, so we need to see exactly if he gonna actually pan out for us or not. So let's not let's stay away from the end, and I'm cool. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Uh but if Jordan Davis is there. Uh, to plug inside or onside of Anyamata, I think that that's a I think that's an upgrade to what we already have in the Malcolm Roaches and uh, the Passignos who can God, play inside and all, yeah and all of those guys like that. I think Jordan Davis is definitely an upgrade right there. And I if he falls, gone. what's up? I think he's gone by then. Yeah, and I was about to say that, and and some people have him falling uh, for whatever reason at this point, and. Uh, so that's why I just wrote them down there. If they're there, then hey, all bets yeah, are off. Like means. if he's there, you take them. Yeah. Yeah, by all means, man. Uh, so those were the players that I was looking at, man. But there's so many things that we can do there. Like I wouldn't be upset if we end up drafting two of these wide receivers that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and take two of them because the wide receivers we got in our in our in our wide receiver room right now, are the same ones we had last year. Yeah, <laughs> the exact same ones we had last year. I feel you. And I, I'll tell you, though, man, I just – and to be honest with you, like, you don't want to handcuff and take, you know, two receivers. It's not like the, the thing to do. It's very yeah. common that it happens. But if you really understand football and you follow New Orleans Saints football, then you understand how bad our receiving core was last year. I understand yeah. we get Michael Thomas back, but he's only going to help so much. Uh, him yeah. and James Winston really have no time together whatsoever. Exactly. So that's going to be a thing in work. We still haven't found our anti and tight end. 
Hopefully the Taysom Hill thing works and he's somewhat serviceable. I'm not expecting him to go out there and change his life for absolutely nobody. So <laughs> I'm with you right here. I wouldn't be mad if they take two of the receivers right now. I would I would not be uh, disappointed in that at all. Get the, get two receivers if they both are there and, you know, move on. At least you got you improved dramatically from the situation you was last year. Yeah. Uh, you can honor that tackle position in the draft later on with someone else. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and once again, we get on here every week, and I say, before we got Jameis Winston, I was saying, look, the quarterback market drying up on this. Uh, and wide receiver market drying up on this. There ain't, there ain't many guys out there uh, at this point. I think uh, – I mean, I know Jarvis Landry is still out there. You got people like uh, Will Fuller um, – AJ Green, uh, there there are guys out there, but once again, we have our number one wide receiver. We got Michael Thomas. I think opposite of him, we really got to get a speed guy that's reliable. Like I said, Will Fuller is a speed guy. His hands ain't that great. Um, so looking looking to get, and like I said, we need more than one. <laughs> we need yeah. more than one. So it, it definitely wouldn't bother me if they took one at with those first two picks, if they took two um, in the first three picks, because I want to say we got what? Uh, we gave up one of our thirds for this year. No. Yeah, we gave up one of our thirds for this year, so we still have another one. Uh, so if you're telling me within those first four picks, we take two wide receivers, I definitely wouldn't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, what's what's the other positions you, you would like us? So say – we take an offensive tackle. We take a wide receiver. Those are our first two picks. So when we come back around with our pick in the second round and the third round, what would you want us to be looking at? Uh, if you're not looking at another receiver, I definitely think you have to turn your attention to safety. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, you know, have retired, so that leaves a void at that strong safety position. I don't even think that moving C.J. Gardner-Johnson is worth the gamble. Uh, he does what he do so good in yeah. the slot whether it's a tight end or a receiver that he's guarding. He also, you know, he's a safety, so he's used to filling the box. He's fast. He made great tackles in the open field. Why would you even risk moving him, you know, 20 yards off the ball? I, I wouldn't like it. So I yeah. think your safety right here in the second round. And uh, safety's been panning out lately in the NFL, the ones that's been going kind of in the first yeah. two rounds. So yeah. um, th- that's another thing that the Saints have a great eye for is safety. So – um, honey bad to visit. You don't get them. You can't gamble all, all year. You get your safety right here. Yeah. And, uh, so I just pulled up cause I haven't looked in a while. Uh, just the, the free agents that's still available across the league in general. Okay. Um, one of the names I see here, which I, I, I remember when he got cut, I was like, man, we got to get him back in the building, which is Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks is still a, a player that's out there available. Um, it's at price tag on him. I don't know, man. Like like I said, once we get to this point of free agency, it's hard for me to believe that a lot of money go get thrown around uh, going forward. And, um, and, and I think Bobby Wagner was truly the last one who's going to really be breaking the bank for anybody. And when I uh, say except for tag, except for Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore is the is I the just, one person who's still out there. He's still out there, but who but I no, feel I, like can end up eighteen million dollars for a year, you know. When I was speaking in reference to Hicks, I'm talking like, so when I say price tag, it's kind of like, all right, boom, we offer him just say 10, but the Rams offer him eight. 
Like, to me, that's a situation where it's a one-year deal. Let me go play on opposite side 99. Let me show that I still can cause havoc and then turn around and get my big payday. I just think he'll look better suited in those situations. Now, he's going to shine with us without a shot of a doubt. Uh, he still can flat out play uh, him yeah. even in not being in Chicago anymore, simply because they're in rebuild mode. It wasn't yeah. really lack of production, yeah. but uh, I just think, you know, a player of that caliber is going to be a lot of teams looking to, to go his way. Buffalo, man, he's already used to playing in the cold Buffalo needing, uh, they won't stop adding uh, pass rushes. He would be good over there. So, mm-hmm. I just think it'd be so many more teams that's willing to to pay a little bit more than what we are. But I would love to see them in black and gold. Yeah, and I was about to say, and and once again, once we get to this point of free agent, man, is is from what I'm seeing, ain't nobody kicking down no none of these people doors and none of these players doors, which don't mean it's gonna remain that way, especially mm-hmm. for a player like Stephon Gilmore. Um, yeah. Like I know for sure, he's somebody that people. Uh, it's just not being put out there. How many teams is reaching out to him and that he's talking to and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, man, we're looking at Julio Jones. I forgot he was out there just that quickly. Um, Nate Solder is out there. You got Tyron Matthew, Landon Collins, uh, Calais Campbell is still a free agent. J- uh, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, Dwayne Brown, if we wanted to look at bringing in a more veteran tackle. Um, like I said, Will Fuller, Jerry Hughes. Eddie Goldman is out there, which is the D tackle that can help a lot of teams right now. Um, and Dominica Sue, Dante Hightower is still out there, Linva Joseph. Uh, so there's definitely still some players. Out- Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is a, is somebody I've been meaning to bring up to you because we need another running back. Um, yeah. And if Melvin Gordon, you able to get somebody like him in the house for what we were paying Latavius Murray or what we pay Mark Ingram now, um, then – yeah, hell, especially when we're looking at missing Camaro for some time next year, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can get a Melvin Gordon in the house to to split those reps with Mark Ingram for whatever that suspension might be, man, I would love that. Um, Clowney, David Clowney's still out there. Uh, so there's Carlos Dunlap. There's definitely players out there that can help a lot of teams. So free agency isn't over by far. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's gotten to the point to where. Until the draft is over, it's not going to be too much movement because teams have started uh, looking at the draft to see what they're going to be able to feel before committing big money to to right. anybody else. Yep. <clears throat> um, man, uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I got for for us this week. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't too much NFL news, you know, league wide, but the Saints finally got involved with. It's what we've been waiting for, and, and it's exciting. Got a little busy, man. So before we close out, out of all the receivers that's available, if you can pick two, right? If you can pick two. In the draft? No, no, no. Free agents. Oh, okay. What two would you would you want to bring in? Will Fuller. Just Both because free. even though I don't trust him to stay healthy and I don't always trust his hands, He's going to take the top off the defense no matter what. Mm-hmm. you got to respect his speed. Um, and then give me Julio. I, well, like, we, we agreed on that. <laughs> you got to give me Julio. Because when I look at Julio, I'm saying, well, Julio and Jarvis Landry are going to give us the same thing. Julio is just going to do it better. So yeah. give, me, give me the better option in that case. 
So yeah, yeah. give me Julio. Man, if we went into the season next year with Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and Will Fuller plus one of these rookies, man, you wouldn't hear you could you couldn't hear nothing. A Saints fan wouldn't have nothing to say about them and their wide receivers for a long time. For real. You know? I'm going to tell you a wild fact out there to me, man, um, is Odell. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about Odell. Injuries, right? It's just yeah. injuries. I just don't think he'll be able to stay healthy after this point. But if you can get him to be around for 12 games a season, yeah. uh, Odell is, man, he still got something in the tank, bro. Like, yeah. he still can be plugged and played. Uh it wouldn't be a bad move to see him go back to the Rams if I'm Odell. Like, I understand yeah. it's not Allen Robinson. He got emotional and dropped all that on Twitter, whatnot, all that good stuff. But it wouldn't be bad to see him go back to, to the Rams. If You know, if I'm the Rams and we could work out a deal, come on, Odell. And to me, that's what it is with Odell. Odell still wants to prove that he's that guy. Mm-hmm. I think last year, of course, when he got released, it's, okay, well, let me go win. Where's my best chance to win? Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me show that I can still, you know, do this. And he showed that. Uh, so I think now he's really looking to get back into – he wants to be a number one, but he damn sure want to be a number two. So I think I think those are the possibilities he's looking for. And if you're telling me, man, bump Julio and, and Will Fuller, if you're telling me we can get Odell and Jarvis Landry in New Orleans just because of the chemistry that those guys have together – uh man, I take that. I take yeah. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Odell oh, because yeah. OJ, the, the potential of what you can get from Odell, even though you're looking at it and saying, man, he might he might not be there for the first four games of this season. Okay, cool. But I'm trusting that those last 13 games that he gonna give us, it gonna be something special, you know. So right. I would definitely take Odell. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'm cool. I, I'm actually signed. He I'm actually surprised he isn't signed yet. Um. But, I, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's, wait, it's waiting on options. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he turned to the Rams. I just wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. I just, I just, I know his character. I know that dude want to be a number one. He want to be, you know. And the Robert Woods thing, him, he came in looking at being the number three and ended up, ended up being the number two because Robert Woods got hurt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now it's, okay, y'all got rid of Robert Woods, but now I'm still standing behind, you know, Allen Robinson. So I think there might be a few other possibilities out there the way he could end up uh, being a a true number two for for some teams once he gets healthy. And New Orleans is one of them, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, we can wrap it up. Uh, We appreciate y'all listening, joining in. Uh, We know it was mostly Saints talk, but... (laughs) Mostly Saints fans, so that's a good thing. Exactly. We'll continue to provide a lot of the transactions that happen. I know a lot of people can't just be glued to their phones and watch SportsCenter to to keep up with it. So uh, we take on that responsibility for y'all, man. So appreciate (laughs) y'all. You had something, Sid? Oh, no. I was just about to say, man, we've been – the NBA has been a lost art on us this season, but the playoffs start in about a week, I want to say. Give or take. So weeks, the playoff is definitely uh, two weeks. Yeah. So. so the playoff is definitely something we're going to touch on going forward. Uh, you know, so that's that's something to look forward to as well. And I, I can't get prep. I can't get ready for basketball until this playoff time. I ain't yeah. Gonna I yeah. Can't, yeah. So and, this, and, and, this, and usually I can. Usually once the Super Bowl is over with, yeah. I can, you know, put my focus on the NBA this year. It just hasn't been like that. 
Uh, I think part of it is because my Lakers ain't been that good, and that's definitely been a part of it. Um, but playoffs, man, I'm gonna be tuned in no matter who's there, who's not. Another reason is because this damn off season been so crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. It's yep. been a crazy ass off season, man. One hundred percent. So basketball has definitely uh, gotten forgotten, but we're gonna get right back into that too as playoffs start up. So, yes, um, man, another good show, and we. Plan on getting back with y'all, hopefully same time next week. All right, now. Be good, man. I'm in the league, you boys not in my league no. If you listen close, I'm coaching, take keys Cause the boy hella dope without pushing a Blanco Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto If I don't do nothing, I'm about Blanco Every time I do it, do it the coldest 